0: All I right. love it. I love Are you it. You ready? I'm ready, man. Happy Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Fuck you. All right. As you all know, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. And I Damn, hate it. You don't, actually. I'm learning more that you don't. I really I hate, hate Star
1: Wars. I hate it so
0: much. <laughs> See, I'm learning that you say you hate things. But it doesn't mean you actually like hate them there are things you hate that you like sure i don't feel like those
1: things are contradictory i feel like you can't really hate something you don't like i feel like you need some type of fondness or something in order to hate it
0: there you go and uh you know there are certain corners of star wars that you do love
1: like okay good i was gonna say love is a very strong word but you know yeah i don't really care for star wars i hate it and i feel like you can get rid of 90 percent of it and you'll still keep all of the good stuff
0: perfectly fair perfectly fair of Fuck course star i disagree wars. but perfectly fair but it's okay we're not talking about star wars today we're talking about some great programming some great content some nerdy goodness before that sam how are you doing my friend I'm good.
1: I'm good Excited. on this uh, Tuesday evening. I am, it's raining, I'm in my element, no complaints. Sun's
0: out, yeah. But classic Maryland weather. Oops, told them where we live. Um Those, yeah uh, man. Analytics would tell us tell them where we live. We'll get, we'll, we'll get we, we get sunshine and rain at the same time. It's weird. It's the kind of the kind of weather that your body can't adjust to fast enough so you end up getting sick. Yeah, speak uh, for yourself.
1: Uh, my body is very will. used to living in Maryland. I don't get sick often. I will.
0: Forgot about your cold mode.
1: Yeah, exactly. You got to <laughs> learn to adjust, man.
0: I got to learn to adjust. You are a. Um, did you say earlier when I asked you about? Uh, you, you are um uh, a sturdy, a sturdy people.
1: Yes, my people are sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. And my um, people consist of me. I'm sturdy. Uh, you, and, you and your mom. Who? Yes. Who? Uh, who? Uh, you know, lost power this week. Yeah, yeah, it was wind. What can you do? Wind, yeah, high winds, like knocking over shit. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well,
0: I'm glad you're okay, man. That's the that's always the priority. Your your health and and, you know wellness
1: comes first. Yes. Does it it really? Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm actually supposed to be positive for uh, April. I was going to say May. Yeah, I'm positive, Sam. So yeah, exactly. Health is wealth, and uh, I'm just happy to be alive like that. Health as yeah. well. Yeah. So, tell us about this April and May. Wait, is this a, is this
0: your personal decision? Is this a, yeah, a yeah. nice person in your life?
1: No? A nice person. You niggas are... Here. Okay, anyway. So, yeah. So, no. This is a decision I made for me. By me. Okay. FUBU. FUM FUM FUM. Anyway. The point is, I decided is in too. March, end of March, that I was like, I'm gonna... I'm going to slow things down for April and May and try to be more positive. So I'm uh, forcing myself to do cardio every day, which is something I did not do. I just would work out, but now I'm forcing myself to do at least an hour of cardio every day.
0: Cardio,
1: just cycling on a bike, workout That's a bike. Nice, nice. Yeah. do nice. an hour of cardio a day. So I'm doing that. I'm I haven't ordered out at all in the past nice. month. Everything I've eaten has either been home cooked or, you know, something from like the grocery store that, but no restaurant food at all. Are you drinking? Yes and no. So I would say if I had to chart it out, 20% of my drinking was social and 80% of my drinking was solo dolo. So I cut out the solo drinking. So for the past month and for the rest of this month, I'm only able to drink in social situations and I can't have more than two. Just uh, limiting myself because this is what I do when I'm bored. Right. Sounds like a nice cleanse, man. Yeah, I get 30 minutes outside every day. At least 30 minutes outside every day. You know, I'm trying to be normal and happy and positive. Aren't we all, man? Aren't we all? I wasn't before, but I am now. There's some other stuff, too, but I I can't remember the rules right now. Oh, I'm only drinking water if it's not alcohol. So I haven't had soda, juice, anything like that. Tea, coffee. It's just been water.
0: Just just to go back, did you say you're only drinking water if it's non-alcohol? Yes. Alcoholic water?
1: Oh, there is alcoholic water, and I'm a fan of it, actually. It's called Just Water. Uh it's really delicious. Oh that
0: nasty shit. Oh my god. It's really delicious. And um, when we before pandemic, when we were podding together, you had some in your house and gave me some fam. Yeah. Remember when we had the pod uh in the in like the basement area and your cat mm-hmm. was like terrorizing me?
1: No, you're just being what? a coward and my cat was minding his business. And your cat on. has claws
0: and teeth and was following me. Um Yeah, so do you.
1: And I deal was, with you. I so
0: don't get over it. <laughs> I don't have clo- big, meaty claws. I don't have that.
1: What are those oh. things growing out of your fingers, then?
0: They're nails, fam.
1: And they're oh, not okay. even serrated. Uh huh. His aren't serrated either, nigga. I, I trim his yeah, nails. Yeah.
0: You trim. <laughs> Get out of here. You're just um, a coward. It's okay. not a coward. But yeah, I remember that day. Because we were talking about uh, Stranger Things and Far From Home. Yes.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you you had,
0: um, <laughs> and you had just water. Like, Lemon or like a tangerine flavor or whatever, uh, yes.
1: It's, yeah, the mandarin flavor to me is a, bit, it's a bit too much. I prefer the blackberry or the lemon flavor. Pretty good, <laughs> I,
0: pretty good. I bet. Uh, alcoholic water, I don't recommend it. I'm sure, I'm sure Sam does, but uh,
1: absolutely. If you want to keep your calories low, but you still want to get riggedy, riggedy, wrecked, invest in some alcoholic riggedy,
0: water, riggedy wrecked. All right, Riggity, riggedy, wrecked. Oh man, so so you're good though. Positive yeah. Sam, nothing's positive, stop. Sam
1: nothing's bringing awesome. me down i'll be here until the end of the month after that don't talk to me so you know all right that's my that's that's me that's me how are what you say. what's going you on know, in your neck of the woods oh, me
0: oh And yeah. i'm just out here riding around getting it you know just uh trying to get a new job man i'm yeah. all for i'm all for sustainability and i will continue to compost long after i leave this job but uh I'm not trying to do it anymore i got i got my degree now i got my uh
1: uh,
0: to my uh took you know took me seven years to get a four-year degree in sociology it is what it is uh,
1: i know man. some people who are still working on theirs 20 years later i went to class with them
0: i know i know but it's, you know when there's a certain expectation in society it's it's hard not to feel a little embarrassed you know or like a little yeah
1: fucking yeah yeah you need to just, you know. just yeah, walk exactly. out with you, walk out with your dick out that's what i say
0: that's right and you know what i like the fact that the movie cool runnings is making like a re like it's still relevant everyone's talking about cool runnings now and cool runnings make- means peace be the journey you know peace be the journey that that's cool runnings mm-hmm. and peace be the journey man it's not the destination it's the journey so uh thank you thank you for your words sam uh yeah words. i am looking for a new i am looking for a new job um my skills <laughs> quick resume uh actor
1: uh, model shameless <laughs>
0: Um, I'm not like I know, you know, the the workplace and, you know, business, everything is becoming very cyber, you know, Mm -hmm. being technologically literate is is almost more and more important. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just and I'm just not, you know, and uh, there are certain skills I lack, but social skills I do not lack. As a sociologist, as you know, as you know, again, <laughs> actor, um, uh, I'm good at talking to people. I'm good with working with people, like, you know, uh, uh, face to face, hands on. I'm good at making oh, yeah. people feel good about themselves. You
1: Maybe. would have been perfect for the coordinator job. I would have totally recommended you if they didn't, <laughs> you know, just like secretly hire people without informing the company that they were looking for people. Yeah, you would have been perfect for that job, but but hey, man. Right, next time. And, uh, what yeah, man.
0: Besides, what you, what you, what you, uh, besides that, man, the job. Um, I'm good. I, I'm that's good. What? I am happy. I'm a happy little nerd. Um, I'm still comfortable with the term blurred. You know what? I'm not going to use it for myself. I don't like it. You know, oh, black yep. nerd.
1: Yeah, you don't like it, huh? Okay. Yeah. What does, Buzz- says- what does I mean, black have to do with it? Exactly. That's just that's just what I feel. Yeah
0: exactly exactly like the whole gatekeeping thing i don't want to do it and i feel like i feel like the term blurred falls under that term so i'm a happy nerd man i'm a happy nerd there's a lot of goodness going down um i'm very happy with the black stubs personally um with with the consistency that we're able to put out these episodes i'm very happy about that thank you sam for working so hard um
1: look at my dicker
0: (laughs) um but yeah uh uh sh- should we get into it what are we talking about first
1: i uh, say we... i have way more to say about invincible than i have about uh captain that's not what it's called i almost said captain falcon uh, uh i have way more to talk about invincible oh, than cool. i do uh falcon and the winter soldier so we can get into that one All first. Right. and and, I, and i'm the opposite um we um, so um um gonna talk about
0: first what as I said I'm the opposite. So like, how
1: how yeah, how should let's, we let's do let's do the Falcon and the Winter Soldier first.
0: Let's do it first. Yeah. So our last pod, we talked about it episodes one through four. But since then, you know, it's done. It's a wrap. Um, yep. It is it is a limited series, and following it is going to be a fourth Captain America movie. I'm pretty sure starring Sam Wilson, uh, Anthony Mackey as as the new Cap. Yep. Um, so. Episodes five and six, and of course you know the show in its entirety. Um, amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. Episode five. Um, a lot of these shows, whether it be *WandaVision*, *The Mandalorian*, *Game of Thrones*, you'll notice it's usually the penultimate episode. That's the that's the you know the peak. Yeah. Then the finale is just the you know happy resolution finale. The penultimate episode is where the meat and potatoes are served, and you know, thing that the show is trying to do is finally, you know, touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, um oh, man, I'm. S- <laughs> First of all, um, I haven't felt this amount of pride in episode six since uh, Black Panther. You know, um, okay. You know, when I saw Black Panther, I was I was filled with a lot of pride. Um, I do, um, completely agree. Uh, something that you reposted on uh, retweeted on Twitter, you know the idea of you know you're not being represented, being marketed to. That's very yes. that's very that's very true. Very yeah. true. Um, you know, um, you want to represent someone, you know, like you know it has to be something more like I don't know, like Black Panther. The everything about it, Black like Black Panther and Judas and the Black Messiah. The entire project has to be black. That's representation. Yeah. Finn, uh a black captain of America, grant even though I love it, you know, one black person as as the token, as the black best friend, as the buddy, that's not mm-hmm. representation. Like that's you right. saying there's and a black person there. Exactly. Ho- and hoping that that gets you, you that know, satiates uh, the masses. Yeah, and gets you, you know, black audience members to to go see it. But but with th- with that said, when I saw when episode five ends, well, no, not not, not even when it ends, he finally accepts the mantle after episode one re- retiring it and putting it in the museum. Yeah, he finally accepts the mantle after an epic fight between uh, him, Bucky, and uh, John Walker, U.S. agent. Great mm-hmm. fight. Um, it's brutal. Right great character. Really great character. I, 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 I love, I love this character and his meltdown in that courtroom was mm-hmm. perfect. Absolutely, like, yeah, that, that's everything his character is. Every, every decision he's ever made on the battlefield, like that's protocols. It's all been instilled in him by the U S government, the U S military. They made him what, what he is. He is the perfect soldier way he retaliated against the flag smasher that he murdered that's the way a perfect soldier you know probably would have handled the situation take him out right you found and him the, the,
1: let's be honest right like I yeah. see a lot of people and i don't understand how it always came how it came to this but somehow the john walker situation it came to be a race debate yeah I don't i don't get how the Because pro- a lot of people, and this is my beef with this, because I think John Walker is a great character that is obscured by bullshit in that the problem was never him killing someone. Cap kills people. I was just watching The Winter Soldier. Cap shoots a lot of people in that movie. The difference is that the people that Cap shoots are people who are active combatants. The yes. reason why the whole John Walker thing was an issue was the fact that he killed someone who was audibly giving up and surrendering in the middle yes. of the public. Exactly. A character that shows up in episode five even states this. It's about publicity. That's it. Yes. It's, yes. it that's the issue. It isn't that you killed him. It's that you did it in front of a bunch of people with phones. That's yes. the problem.
0: You know? These these guys in suits have money to protect. So exactly. uh, well, it, l- let's touch on that. So John Walker, uh, you know, I understand it's a mandate, but I've lived my life by your mandates. Everything you've trained me to do, told me to do, I did it and I did it well. I did it to perfection. You, I am what you made me to be. I am captain America. And you know, the Senator's like not anymore. And he storms out, mm-hmm. uh, did, you, uh, did you recognize um, the, the, um, the actress?
1: Oh yeah, Who's she's it? a a little cutie cutie from fr- uh not from Friends, from Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Elaine. Do you know her name? Elaine. Yes.
0: Okay. Swag. Swag. Okay. Do you know her name? Uh, actress.
1: Uh, something Dreyfus or something like that. Uh,
0: okay, Sam. Okay. I'm
1: Dreyfus. I like her. I had a crush on her when I was a kid. She is beautiful. I I, I will say, and very funny. Very I don't funny. Know her name, um, but her first Julie, name. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Dreyfus. okay there you Dreyfuss. go see i I, just, um, I know some people i know the i know the weird ones that i have no business knowing no business knowing those <laughs> are the ones who i know their names
0: okay oh, that's great <laughs> <laughs> um so uh valentina contessa de fontaine oh yes are you familiar oh, with her
1: at all the absolutely yes okay she is the marvel question. yeah she is the marvel proxy for a uh what's the character's name Viola Davis played her in Suicide Squad. Amanda
0: Waller. Amanda Waller.
1: Waller. She is the Marvel equivalent of Waller. She is love that the person of the state in charge of a group of questionable participants who enact some of the dirty work for America. They're called the Thunderbolts. They've set it up in the show. Members include, uh, I think, Venom was a member at a time. Obviously. U.S. agent was a member. Uh, Baron Zemo was a member. Who else was in the Thunderbolts? I think, yeah. There's there I, there's some others. I I don't really follow the Thunderbolts because it's not really my style. But think of them as basically a Suicide Squad esque super team. Okay, they're, they're I was kind think of thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a group of people who don't are not afraid to break the rules to do what they need to do. The way she walked
0: in to recruit, I immediately got Nick Fury energy, like from mm-hmm. Phase One. You know, showing up in Tony's Tony's mansion, saying, "Hey, and, and you know, and he talked to you, or you know," and, mm-hmm. and that's what she's doing, right? She's recruiting him. Um, so I was thinking, like, a Dark Avengers—is that a thing in Marvel? Like, is there a team called the Dark Avengers? Absolutely. Know.
1: Yeah. Okay. There's several events. If you, I'll put it like this: there is the answer is yes every time. Oh, Deadpool. How did I forget? He was Elektra, Deadpool, Uh, The Punisher, Red Hulk. Okay. These are people... I think Bucky was in it, too, for some time. Basically, any character that's morally questionable has been on the Thunderbolts at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. But, yes, there's probably a Dark Avengers. I'd have to Google it, but I'm sure there is because that's just how easy it is to be a comic book writer sometimes. Yep. Dark Avengers right there. Yeah. It was... Iron Man, Spider Man in the Venom suit, Hawkeye, Wolverine, and Captain Marvel. Gotcha. Yeah. So silly business.
0: Um what was I gonna say? Hey. Oh, um Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Oh yeah. So that's and then we so they have that conversation we see in episode five. Episode six. You know, we, we we go back to them, and he comes out in the U.S. agent outfit, right? In in black and red, no longer blue and red. Yeah, his suit's black, and and she and she says it. She, you know, uh, keep your phone on, because when the weird stuff happens, we're not going to need a Captain America. No, no, we're going to need a U.S. agent. And he goes, okay, right. And he's and he's and him. And he starts celebrating with his wife. He's a charming character. He just wants to serve. That's it. You see that. Uh, in that moment, when you know she uh, she uh, leaves the room and he's celebrating with his wife, like I'm back, I'm back. He just wants to serve, you know. Yeah, just, and that's it. Like he, see,
1: sure, deep down somewhere, he is a good man who just wants to do the right thing. And you know, he, I don't he's- even think it's deep down. I think Walker is someone that I would describe as, and the comics also paints this of him. It's just he, the guy has anger issues, but yeah. he's not he's not a bad person. It's just, he's one of those people that once he gets angry, his decision-making process gets completely fucked up. Like if he's calm and cool, like he was when Lamar was talking about all those times in the past, if he's calm and cool, he's not, it's not him personally. He makes the right decision. It's just that when he gets in the heat of the moment and he's angry, he lashes out. And that's supposed to be the whole reason why he isn't eligible for captain America because captain America is someone who keeps cool the entire time, no matter what he's unfaltering. Right? right. So I would never say that Walker is a bad person. He's hotheaded. He's quick to get Mm -hmm. angry, but this version of Walker that we're getting compared to the comic Walker is so much more kind. Like Mm -hmm. Walker in the comics would have let those people fall. Because he wasn't there for those people. He was there to stop the Flag Smashers. So Walker in the comic books is like, I got a mission to do. So he would have stopped. Yeah, exactly. He would have stopped Carly. But the Walker we get in the show, and I remember watching that scene, I was like, come on, man, make the right decision. And I see the shield fly off, and he holds the thing up, and I'm like, oh, good. Character yeah. redeemed. That simple. Exactly. Like, and and you know, like a, Yeah, go ahead. There you go. No, no, I was just going to say, it feels like it would have been much more. For me, it would have been more. It would have been boring for him to go after Carly in that situation. Yeah. I feel like it's been done already. Like, yes, we get it. He's obsessed with revenge. He's angry, blah, 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 blah. Like him stopping and doing the right thing and then going on to team up with Cap and Bucky, I think is really cool. I like seeing that. I much prefer that to him going after Carly on his own and fighting her and blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, it's, and it's great for
0: him because he, cause he lied to Lamar's family. Yeah. Said, yeah. His father said, the, the guy that you got, he killed our boy? He goes, yes, sir. I would never let the man who did this get away with this without justice. And his mom's crying, saying, uh, Lamar you know, um, uh, is at peace knowing that he got that, that man got his justice, you know. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, he sees the woman, you know, Carly, who actually did it, run run away, and he saves the people who stripped him of his title. Yeah. So the same people who you know just said, "You're no longer Captain America. You will receive no benefits for yeah. ever serving us." Three badges of three badges of honor to remind you of the worst day of your life, and then we strip you of your of your all of your benefits. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Guy. Um, but. Uh, that's a but, testament to John Walker in that even in his worst day, he still, once his anger was subsided and he was moved past it, even on his worst day, he still made the decision ultimately for the greater good. And, and, and that, that is-
0: was the first yeah. heroic thing he did all season, like truly yeah.
1: heroic thing. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And it was great. It was great hero moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about uh, James Buchanan Barnes real quick, Bucky Barnes. Bucky, I like
1: him, Bucky. I like him, Dark Barnes. Yeah. Let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sarah. <laughs> this man, Bucky, is um, just, um, oh, um, man. Um,
0: amazing. Um, so I've always loved this character. Um, he didn't see. He honestly doesn't really stand out in um, the first Avenger, but no. of course, in the Winter Soldier, he definitely stands out a big time. Yes. And yes, he's yes. always been. The Winter Soldier, he's ruthless, he's quick, precise, he's a badass, cold blooded, kills you quick. Um when the Wakandan successfully remove the Winter Soldier protocols from him, they remove that, that bloodthirst, that 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 killer instinct. This isn't he's no longer the Winter soldier, he is Bucky Barnes. And I understand that. Granted, mm-hmm. the opening fight, I love it, you know, and I get it. It's like in episode five, you get the fight. And the rest of the episode is character-driven, yes. just dialogue and and yeah. and relationships. It's fantastic. Um, see, it was kind of weird seeing Sam and Bucky struggle to take this guy on. Yeah. And then when he he, uh, he threw his he threw the shield and Bucky goes flying and and knocks his arm and it like kind of like short like um, short circuits. I was like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. That's a, a right brain. Oh come on, guys. So yeah. the the opening fight was was. It was cool it, it was cool great. but it wasn't, it wasn't, we yeah. all,
1: everybody knows it bucky got nerfed in this yeah this show bucky was yeah. nowhere near as strong as he was in the past he's yeah. he's sluggish he's getting the jump on him at all times he's getting his ass kicked he yeah big time he, yeah he's it's the he had the problem of being the strongest character for a majority of the show so one fight scenes with him in it wouldn't make sense if when he really in reality, because he was the only superhuman in the show for a good chunk of it. It didn't make sense the way Bucky was getting his ass kicked in the show. But people can argue that Bucky is not fighting full force. Bucky is very hesitant about using his powers, especially with everything that's happened to him. And so I can give them that. And also the takeaway line from that episode, I think episode five was when I I love this quote, by the way, because it's the same it's the same way Superman thinks. And I use this. Uh, stop me if I've talked about this before. I use this when talking to a friend of mine. Who didn't like Superman because he felt as though when I said like, oh, but Superman struggles with the same things that we do. He didn't like it because he's like, man, he's Superman. He should just, you know. Why? Why doesn't he just use his powers? Why does not he just do what he has to do? And I used the quote from episode five from Bucky, where Sam goes, why didn't you just use your left arm? And Bucky goes, I'm right-handed. Where yeah. for me, that shows that even though Bucky has all this crazy stuff, he still thinks like a normal guy. Because that's yes. what he's been for a majority of his life, is a normal guy. Yes. In the same when way... A soldier... Yeah, the exactly. When no, a
0: soldier's the one who always uses the metal arm.
1: Yeah. When a soldier will choke you
0: out with the metal arm first, that's his first instinct. Bucky yeah. Barnes is Right-handed. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's, 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 the, it's the details, man.
1: It's just that simple. And so going to Superman, it's like Superman doesn't think I'm Superman. Superman is like, I'm Clark and someone's flirting with Lois and, ooh, I'm mad. Not, exactly. I could throw this man into space. It's, ooh, he's flirting with my girlfriend. That pisses me off. I up. like that. Ah, oh, man. Exactly. Because it's in his mind, the superpowers are in addition to his life, not his That's standard not, in the same way that me Yeah. As Hockey, not, yeah. It's not the left arm isn't his go-to. It's just something that he also has, you know. So I, I get it if Bucky's weaker, and you know, what can you do? What can yeah. you do? Um, but um, but
0: after their fight, you know, they part ways, and Sam is like, "You have to take care of Zemo," and, and you know, doesn't answer, walks away. And next time we see him, answers yes. Um, mm-hmm. Z- we see Zemo in Sokovia, uh, and he's at this uh, memorial for you know the. Um, for, for what was destroyed. And Bucky shows up, right? Yeah. And he has a gun. Um, uh, and he has a gun, and um, Zemo is so sure that he is going to kill him because in Zemo's mind, the Winter Soldier is still definitely there. Um, yeah. And uh, he's hoping Bucky pulls the trigger so he sees his family again. Bucky does not do it. Um, there's no bullets in the in the gun, but he pulls the trigger just to make him flinch, mm-hmm. and you know, and this is a pivotal moment for Bucky because he could have killed him. Absolutely, that's not who that's not who he is. He's not a killer. He's not the Winter Soldier. He's Bucky yeah. Barnes. So that was a great moment, uh, in episode in episode five. And then of course, uh, the best part of the uh, of uh, the fifth episode, the conversation between uh, Bucky and Sam. Yeah, and Bucky finally opens up in a way that he never did with his actual
1: therapist. Well, yeah, because as someone who's done and studied psych, the thing about therapy is that therapy only works if the person who's receiving therapy wants to receive therapy. Yeah. If you're being forced to by a court order, yeah, it's not going to work. If you're being <laughs> forced to because of an agreement you made with someone, it's not going to work. Therapy only yeah. works if you elect to do it yourself and you really want to do it and that's why bucky having that therapist was kind of meaningless because bucky wasn't ready and this is what sam was saying he wasn't ready to forgive himself it doesn't matter how much therapy you go to if you're not ready to move yeah it's not gonna work and it
0: it doesn't matter how much therapy or how much avenging you do because that's the point he made like with this list he has you're not you're not amending you're avenging You you want to make amends Make them feel better about what you did. You yeah. know, you can't just hang out with, with uh, Yori <clears throat> every Wednesday for, for, the, for the rest of his life to keep him company. He needs closure. Tell him what happened. Tell him what you did, you know?
1: Yeah. And he
0: does, and that was a beautiful moment. One thing I really liked is when Bucky tells Sam, when Steve told me he was planning, you know, back in Endgame, he had no idea what it would be like, what it would mean for a black man of the S.H.I.E.L.D., how could we? He right.
1: apologizes.
0: That was so sincere. It was a very sweet moment. Um, and then episode five. Uh, again, um, Isaiah Bradley. <sighs> yeah. My goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. Um, we, we we get the full story. Um, you know, in the first Avenger, Steve uh, goes behind en- enemy lines by himself because you know Tommy Lee Jones's character is like, no, we're not going to save those men. We would lose. We would lose more men than we'd save. Right. Steve go, by himself goes, he disobeys orders, brings him back, and he's cause of, cause a standing ovation. Oh, Captain America! Oh yeah, yeah. Isaiah Bradley does the same thing, in the 1950s during the Korean War. You know his his members of his of his team, you know, his brothers, are behind enemy lines, and his people are like, no, we're not gonna save them. Isaiah breaks out in, in the night, brings him back, he gets. He's he's in big trouble because yeah. he's black. He does not receive the same love that Steve Rogers got for doing the same exact thing. Yep. Um, and uh, that was that was a very powerful moment. And he has this line, you know, to Sam, you know, America will never let a black man be Captain America, and no self-respecting black man would ever want to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That line was fucking fire. It's like, damn! I know exactly what he's. We know exactly he means exactly what it's like if you saw small X, um the episode with uh john boyega he becomes uh playing uh leroy logan the first black cops to ever serve in like you know in uh in in the uh, london police force Mm -hmm. he's thinking this is the best way to serve my people and help my people I'll, I'll, i'll i'll become a cop and be one of the good ones he's rejected immediately what are you doing being a cop bro like you are a sellout you are a bum like what are you doing like, you're going to be Captain America? You're going to represent a country that doesn't represent you?
1: you know? And I was like, that, that, that's fire. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so episode and six. It, it, yep. it raises just that good point of like, it's that hard line for anyone who's black of wanting to do what you want to do and what you think is best, but also we don't live in a bubble, right? No matter what monolith. you want to do, there are things from the past, things that had happened that are affecting how people are going to perceive what you do and how people are going to react to what you do. Right? Yes. So it's like, yeah, you can be Captain America, but it's that whole, the clashing ideology of what you said about what, I, what Bradley said, but at the same time what Sam said of with everything that has happened to our people, I should one hundred and ten thousand percent have the right to be Captain America if I yes. Do want. Yes, yes, you know. And both sides, to me, are right. You know, it's yes. there's, it's it's a really fucked up, touchy situation. But I feel it like is. both sides are absolutely correct. Where and, people and have those, died and those, for yeah the right to be able to do so. But at the same time, what that represents is something that has killed a lot of people. So it's. Yes. It, it's it's in the middle, it's absolutely yeah. In
0: the middle. You know, and and the difference in ideologies is a is a generational gap. Yes, as Sam says, hey, I know people like, please, like, we, we gotta tell your story. And he's Isaiah's like, no, bro, bro, if you bring me out, I'll be dead in a day. Bro yeah. cannot know the truth about, about what the U.S. government did to the first Black Captain America. Like,
1: yeah,
0: no, you know. And Sam is young. Sam is younger. He he's more optimistic. He's more bright eyed. Uh, yeah. He's you know. I know people. I know people. He's like, man, is that why you're here? I'm like, no. Oops. And um, yeah. So the finale's great. The, the the reveal of the suit. I was hyped. If I if I saw that moment in a the theater, I would have I would have been a moment. I I jumped in my seat and like probably cheered a little bit. Yeah. Um, definitely filled me with a lot of pride to see a black man in in the the Stars and Stripes, to whip the shield around, and again, no super serum, no blonde hair, blue eyes, and I love how, um, how he's kind of using the shield to accompany his own skill set. Yeah. And how, he, and how he uses the shield compared to how Steve, a super soldier who's just constantly whipping that joint around, Sam keeps it close to yeah. him, and he does a lot of the uh, jetpack stuff. Like He'll fly into you with it, like um, shield first, and that's great. Yeah. Um, that one move he did before um to take out the flag smasher and uh let the uh, senator take over, that was probably the most lit action of the episode for me personally yell yeah. down he th- he th- like the shield pops off his back, he catches it, throws it, it smashes the helicopter door wide open comes back to him obviously, and he just go, full speed flies smoothly takes out the pilot and the uh and the and the senator takes takes over again I was hyped I cheered
1: yep yeah. um
0: um, and the only I, thing I, yeah
1: oh go ahead no go
0: ahead uh, i was going to say um and then the last part that you know um that was just great cuz uh, the finale is all about all about sam you know bucky does his yeah, thing with yori yeah, yeah exactly but uh, it's all about sam taking up the mantle finally being capped after, long after endgame and uh and i listened to our pod our last episode today at work while i was driving mm-hmm. and, you, and you made the the great point you know we all thought before we knew about these Disney Plus shows, end game, Oh, Steve cho- chose uh, chose Sam. So next time we see Sam, he'll be Captain America, right? No, there's an entire six episode arc of him proving why he deserves to be that. Yeah. Long after you know, even though it starts off with him um, turning it down, he he goes on to just prove naturally why he was chosen, even though he said no. And then it ends with him being Captain America. And Captain America Four will be, you know, on Sam Wilson in the suit. Um, So I'm very excited about that. And oh yeah, one more thing: his final speech. I'm not going to quote it, but it was brilliant. His final speech to all the uh, senators, trying to get them to, you know, wake up and do better and step up. You know, you need to do your jobs as as public servants and take care of the people. Because when you don't, the people lose faith. They take matters into their own hands. Um, you know, I'm not trying to get political, but a lot of what he said was kind of what I wish I could just say to current uh, president and, uh, and vice president. You know, like White House, Senate, House of Representatives. It's all Democrats now. There's no excuses as to why you can't cause or bring about true change that will benefit not just wealthy white people well there's a reason they just don't give a shit exactly I, I, that's, that's, that's my point
1: so you know? before to, 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 to kind of close off here a bit abruptly I know but to kind of curtail everything here I just want to talk about one last thing with the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is I think the worst part of Falcon and the Winter Soldier okay what's happening Carly. Okay. Carly suffers from the villain who makes way too much sense syndrome where they introduce a villain they have them make so much sense that there's no sane person in the world who would argue against their point and then they have them shoot a kitten or bomb a school or kill a grandma so that the audience can go, oh okay, yeah they are evil, I can't support them. The Flash Smashers were such, in my opinion, such weak villains. They were to the point where we've been talking about the show for almost 40 minutes and we didn't mention them. Like, we didn't go in depth to them at all <laughs> because they're nothing. Uh. They're fucking nothing. Like, who cares? They're not. No one's talking about, oh, man, the Flash Smashers. No, we don't care.
0: We don't yeah, care. Like, I agree with their ideology, but again, I'm not that interested. I exactly. agree.
1: Totally agree. I couldn't get fleshed out as villains because they made too much sense so they had to make them into just random terrorists who just blow things up because
0: the only language they understand
1: yeah exactly and it's just like oh okay well any credibility you just had just flew out the window but it's okay cool and now it's yeah. like oh and then they then proceed to martyr her in a weird way and i'm like they don't care like, it's weird seeing Sam go to pick her up after what happens to her happens while someone who he believes to be on his side is suffering from the same fate two feet away from him. It's like, yeah. huh? Bro. Huh? Yeah. But again, I get yeah, it. I, she I, She I made agree. too much sense, so they couldn't really have her, you know. Yeah, they had to yeah. film her killing puppies because... Yeah. Couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't keep her around yeah it is what it
0: is it um is but is. but yeah um i love this this show um you know i i'm really curious to see what loki what what kind of what kind of theme loki has wandavision was you know grief acceptance and moving on Falcon and soldier was very political race relations uh and just uh, you know social uh, social commentary yeah um I'm I'm curious. Will Loki have a theme, or will it just be more fun? Will it be more MCU fun hijinks with with our favorite god of mischief, you know. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier, I absolutely loved um, because the subject matter spoke directly to me. I think I liked it a bit more than Wandavision. Um, I it's liked def-
1: it a lot more than Wandavision because Wandavision, okay. I didn't actually. How do I put it? Wandavision was just a mystery to me, and once I found out all the answers, I really didn't give a shit. So, like, the thing thing that kept me watching WandaVision each week was, well, I need answers. The thing that kept me watching Falcon and Winter Soldier every week was, I like these characters, I like seeing them interact with each other, and I would like more. Agreed, 100%. I'm someone who I prefer characters to plot, so a show like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is always going to hit more with me than WandaVision. Also, Wanda's a villain, and we need to stop treating her like she's some type of princess. She trapped a group of innocent people inside <laughs> of the mind hex for several months or sorry, weeks. And she was, they don't know what they sac- sacrificed. It's like she did this to them. <laughs> they have no stake in her problems. They were just regular people <laughs> in their lives who had to have stuff. They suffered they were in stasis
0: <laughs> what did the uh what did the mom from that 70s show say uh from that 70s show she say, uh, kill her. she said she said uh if you're not gonna let us go just kill us <laughs> oh, fam. Did... does that not sound like
1: someone pleading with a villain any i'm sorry I, I, I have a lot of feelings about WandaVision, man like I yeah i i don't think wanda is as sympathetic as they made her out to be i feel like yeah she actually did a very horrible thing that got swept under the rug because it's Wanda and she's an Avenger. Yeah, You know, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Every, every
0: single Captain America-related uh, story told in the MCU hasn't missed.
1: Absolutely, Cons- yeah.
0: Consistently the best part of the MCU, the most grounded character, you know, no, no, no flying, no gadgets, you know, just heart, you know? So it's it's great. Uh, let's move on, man. Let's move on. I'm feeling a little invincible. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. I, I I it was lazy. I could have gone for something more.
1: So I'm gonna let you take the lead. I I, I, I could take the lead honestly for Invincible. I, I think I took the lead with the Falcon. Yeah, but it's like it's hard because again, I've full disclosure. I've already read Invincible twice. Once when I was a younger boy, and recently, like two months ago when the show got like started running, I read through everything again. So I, I don't really want to say certain things because I shouldn't lead it just because I might accidentally okay. go to things that might not necessarily have relevance yet in the TV show. So I'll let okay. you react and I'll just, I'll chime yes. in thank and um, some point of views so, every here, and here and there.
0: So you, you brought the show to me um, again. Thank you for letting me borrow your Amazon. Um, yeah. And you pitched it, you explained it to me, and it sounded kinda of like the boys. Um A lot of people right,
1: make that comparison. And On right now level.
0: Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Surface level, yes. After watching it, um definitely different from the boys. Um the boys of course it's you know, it's live action, but um compared to the boys, you know, in terms of gore, bloodshed and language, I would say the boys is a bit more gratuitous. Um, I don't. There are certain times I don't think Homelander needs to drop the F bomb, or mm-hmm. there are certain times, uh, um, uh, Butcher doesn't need to call people a cunt. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. in Invincible, it all feels appropriate. Um, yeah, uh, and it all makes sense. It's and it and it it's, it and it it feeds the context of the moment and the scene. Uh, you told me about the cast. Holy shit. The vo the fam, like you you told me as as much as you could, because you know, names and people, you know. It's, it's not your thing. Nope. I, the show went on, I was like, holy shit, yeah, this this the cast is phenomenal. Like it's full of our favorite people. Um uh so I really liked this show. It's like what, seven episodes in season one, eight episodes? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Um uh, it's a great coming of age story. It really is. Um, Mark, uh, voiced by uh, Stephen Yun um, uh, from uh, you know Walking Dead and, and uh, Minari, um, he, he's great. He's a young man, and he's kind of like uh, what is it? Not not. It's like kind of like um, up up and away, sky high. He's the son of a of a hero, and he's waiting for his hero and his powers to tap in. You know, kind of like a puberty type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode is 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 so great. The Guardians of the Globe, again, like with the boys and everything, like more, than, more often than not, people when it's, when it's not a parody, but when it's obviously drawing inspiration for superhero teams, it's always the justice League. It's always the Justice League. There's always going to be a Superman type. There's always going to yep. be um a gladiator type woman type. There's always yep. going to be um a, a dark, mysterious noir caped crusader type. Yep. There's always going to be a speedster. There's always going to be like an, a Martian alien type. There's always, always going to be gonna um. Be always going to be an Aqua type character. You know, sure, whether it's the boys well. or Gardens of the Globe, it's always that. Mm-hmm. Um. Full spoilers for this show.
1: Uh, Wait, you want to do full spoilers or no spoilers? Full spoilers. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's go. I I, I have to cause yeah. I, no, I, I get it. I get all it. the
0: all, all the memes that have had me dying. Um yeah.
1: Well, okay. So, let's let's talk more overall about the show and then we'll get into full spoilers to wrap it up. Okay. Cuz honestly, at least from my perspective, uh tell me if you've heard this before, but like uh the show really is just a a speck in the lifespan of this entire show. <laughs> from what you've seen in this in these these episodes that we've got so far. There really hasn't been much to actually delve into deeply. So we, we'll save the full spoilers at the end. But uh, let me, I'll, I'll take the reels, the, the the reels, the reins right now. So Invincible is about, like you said, it's about Mark. He is the son of the planet's Superman equivalent. He is waiting for his powers. He's half human, half Viltrumite, the Krypton stand-in. And he, the story starts with him expecting his powers any day because he's waiting for maturity, right? He's your stereotypical comic book hero. He he's not the coolest kid in school. You know, he's has a small, very small, literally one other person friend group. He aspires to be like his superhero father. He's your very standard superhero, like origin story wise. Right. The world is very established. Superheroes are very common in the world. In fact, there are some of them are like. They're corporations, they're businesses where they're superheroes. They're on the clock, they get paid. So the world is not foreign. The, the idea of superheroes aren't foreign to the world. In fact, the show starts with a very casual scene of superhero supering. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So, and they're treating it the same way that we would treat any weekly or monthly comic that comes out of just like, oh, villains are attacking. Let's do what we have to do. Evacuate these people, you know, help these people keep it pushing. Yada, 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 yada. Right. So that's the world. It's very uh, colorful and bright show.
0: It is very very vibrant.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of the basis of the show is a young superhero living up to his father's footsteps, trying to become like his dad. And that's literally all we can really talk about before getting into spoilers. So okay. if you have not seen the show, I highly recommend you stop this podcast, listen to it, go watch the show, come back and listen to this last bit of a uh, chunk we have for you, because uh, we're going to get into heavy spoiler territories now. So right. here. Um, because sim- very
0: similar to WandaVision season one of this show is a mystery because in the first episode um, after saving the day, each member of the Guardians of the Globe are called back to headquarters from a an anonymous call.
1: Yeah, spoilers oh, start now.
0: Spoilers start now. I'm talking spoilers. They don't know who called them. They don't know why. But they're gathered, and uh, with his you know with his senses, uh, Red Rush, the speedster of the group, you know, has a little Peter Tingle moment, and he pushes. I think it's uh, I, I don't know. He pushes a team member out of the way. Because <laughs> in slow motion, in comes Omni Man, the Superman standing, Superman, Superman standing, and, and
1: our main character, in, yeah,
0: the main, the main character, the, the yeah, the main character's father, voiced by J.K. Simmons. Um, he comes in without a word, without a warning, attacking them. They don't know why, and he's killing them. They don't know why, and Warrior Woman and and uh. uh Immortal the, immortal the immortal man yeah yep. the immortal are like it's him or us i yep. choose us and they go in this guy omni man is he pops the fish like a balloon he ragdolls yep. the human um noir the black batman um yep. he uh the, the the martian who like stretches and wraps him around he just tears him like like yes. he's like he, he just finds the rip-
1: core and he re- just rips it up yep rips
0: it and he and he just falls yeah he's done uh the alien, he just pops his head. Um Wonder uh, <laughs> warrior woman, he, he snaps just,
1: he tur- rips rips her fucking head and like just one eighties her head.
0: At 180s her head, she coughs up blood with her head facing backwards. And uh I and I and then with his weapon um takes her uh, with her weapon, I think no, with her weapon, uh pops the fish guy like a balloon. And then it's him and the Mortal Man, who is kind of similar, and, and you know, super strength, flying, like, kind of similar, but not the same. Uh, takes him out, you know, punches a hole th- right through him, uh, and then Karate chops just chops his head off with with with, with his hand. That's it. The, we don't know why, and that's the mystery of the of the rest of the series. We don't know why he did it. And um, oh, there's a big part of the mystery. Well, not a big part, but a part of the mystery is um who is I, Clancy Brown, the guy who's been voicing Lex Luthor for years is the voice of, of the, uh, of the demon detective. Oh, okay. Love Clancy Brown. His voice is iconic. He's, so much gravitas, honestly. Um, you no, know, it's, he's, he, this demon guy is getting close, closer than anyone. He's, he's hard to figure out why, who, you know, alongside a uh, Mark's mom voiced by Sandra. Oh, you know Sandra yeah. Oh, an actress who's been a pioneer, a trailblazer for Asian representation in Hollywood for decades. You know, yeah. um, you know it's 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 Sandra Oh and Lucy Liu, like they've been the ones who've just been really pushing forward. You know, in terms of you know Asian representation, yeah. and now we have you know Aquafina, Gemma Chan, uh, uh, Constance Wu. You know, now now we have even more. It's great. Um, you know his mom. Is getting close to it too, but because she loves her husband, she wants to deny it and doesn't yeah. want to. You know, she at first she's like, No, no way, no way. She can't deny after a while, something doesn't feel right. And there's and she's connecting dots. Um, and of course, uh, it is proven. Uh, I, I need to rewatch it honestly, I, I don't, I forget how exactly, but um, it's proven. You know, we, we find the she finds um his uh, bloody clothes that he was so eager to get back from the hospital. Yeah. It's like, like they're not given to like, he was so pushy, like, and like, disrespectful okay. and rude. This man so is Lex not. Yeah, so, was, like,
1: yeah, is The first difference in the comics. So, or the second one, actually, there's one I missed. So, the first one, because I missed it, the fight against the Guardians didn't happen in the comic books. Okay. He just murdered them instantly. They didn't hurt him, they didn't do anything to him. He didn't pass out. He literally straight up murdered all of them in seconds and left. Yeah. Second one. Yeah. She doesn't find out in the comics. There's no subplot of her finding out in the comic books. She doesn't know that he was the one. No one knew that he was the one who did it until they see him on TV punting his son across the planet. That is another difference that they added into the show. The whole subplot of ooh, they gotta figure out who did it? No. They didn't ever suspect him because he was Superman. He would never do it. So in the comics, they never suspected him. He never... Because I didn't like it because it made him seem stupid because this nigga could literally hide his clothes anywhere and this nigga hid it where? Above the door? Like, really, nigga? Anyway, like, he could have just hid them in a desert. He could have just gone off world. He could have done anything. I feel like it was a very stupid thing that he would hide them you know, in the place he did hide them. And that's because that was an addition they made to the comic. In the comic book, no one figured out. She didn't find out until the moment. That is a change that they made in uh, the comic book. Rather, the change they made from the comic book, rather. Okay.
0: All right. So, and you like
1: that change, right? You prefer it? I do not prefer it. I think it makes omni-man in the comic books is a lot more violent and dangerous than he is in the tv show and when we later on i'll be able to explain why
0: that's and and that's saying something because in the show he's a fucking savage yeah um uh i was kind of confused by um there's a mid-season i want to say there's like an alien invasion Uh i kept where did that like did i miss something that felt really random
1: no, it's just, meant, it's just literally meant to be comic book random alien invasion. That's it. Okay. It's that's okay. The, that's, that's yeah, what it was. It, okay. It's in the comics, too. And it's literally just supposed to just represent the stereotypical aliens attacking Earth. Yeah. Heroes have to stand up and fight them and figure out how yeah. to defeat them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it's an amazing cast. Um, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, is the voice of the guy who makes the suits. He's like the... He's, oh, like the, the, okay. sure, yeah. he's like sure. He, he's like he's like the guy um uh, Edna Mode from Incredibles. Yes. The, you know, he, he's the one who makes all the superhero suits. And yep. um and I like how he kind of goes about it. Like he needs the, the 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 hero to tell to like tell me a story. Tell me about yourself. Like what are you going like, you know, what what are you all about? Right. You know, tell me about who you are and that's going to help me come up with the suit. Um uh and the first emergence of Mark and his suit is great. It's classic her- um, heroic moment. Like, the, the, the like the doves are behind him flying in the background. He's standing on a skyscraper overlooking the city. And um, the um, the, uh, the camera work, so to speak, when he's flying, is amazing. Yeah. It kind of, the I, animation,
1: I, for the most yeah. part, is when they're deciding yeah. to do action scenes, it's good. There's some very iffy parts of the show, but for the yeah. most part, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I I you might hate me for this but the the first sequence with him flying and like you know coming close with uh with the with the buildings and like flying around and doing loops it kind of rem- it kind of reminded me of Man of Steel you know um like um superman's first flying sequence okay uh, just the way the camera kind of chases the flight you know and just follows the movement it was it was very it was very it was very smooth and and I loved it the fighting the action in this in this show is great yeah, um for sure. um Oh,
1: quick, 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 quick! Difference. Yeah. One, another difference that I didn't really care for. So, in the comic book, there's another. There's another added sub. So, actually, no. Let's let's skip ahead because I want to skip to towards the end of the episode, or towards the end of the season, rather, when Mark does yeah. get his powers, and Omni Man realizes his son has superpowers, and the the what I would call the hunt for Mark begins where yeah. Omni-Man is literally going from place to place, person to person trying to find his son. Yeah. Completely fabricated for the TV show. In the comic books, after Mark gets his powers at work, he comes home Ooh. and he says, hey, I got my powers and his mom was like, oh, that's, that's cute. That's good. Uh, can you pass me the the Brussels sprouts. And he's like, yeah, here. And the, and the dad's <laughs> at the table, too. It's a very casual thing. It's not like a, oh, no, Mark has superpowers. It's more so, oh, well, okay, we knew this was going to happen. Great, son, you you got powers. Your dad will teach you how to use them at some point. It wasn't a big okay. deal. Okay, It was not a big deal. It wasn't until Mark started to mature with his power that Omni-Man began to take interest in you know, like, oh, I gotta teach you how to fly a bit faster, son. I gotta teach you how to fight with like, the whole sequence of, I got it. like there's a whole sequence of him teaching him how to fight in the air. Right? There's a mm-hmm. whole sequence of him, basically, Omni-Man training him. Like, this is how Viltrumites fight. And I'm gonna show you how. The show got rid of all that. And it <laughs> yeah, it got rid of all of that. And it went a different route. <laughs>
0: I feel like in the season finale, he he, he showed him how how Viltrumites fight. Well, <laughs> oh, exactly. So
1: in, and let's get to that. So in the final episode, Omni-Man reaches Mark and reveals that the Viltrumites were secretly Saiyans the entire time. Yes. Rather than Kryptonians, they were Saiyans. They did not venture out to help other people. They ventured out to conquer. And okay. it was Mark's place to help his father conquer as a Viltrumite of might, yes yeah and so basically we the the let the people who are listening to this they should know by now Omni Man beats the shit out of Mark he like I've it's been a long time since I've seen a fight that one-sided I, never in my <laughs> life, never in my life have I seen a man use a child to kill people on a train simply by holding the child in front of said train as the train followed its path right yeah like that was in addition or, to the show that was not in the comic books that i think it was cool i think it was very
0: cool. how about how about that that one punch you gave him that sent him flying through the building the building down that mark tried to save right and that was another difference. And, then, uh, and then that was another punch that sent him through a building and like when he hit the ground all the cars got dragged all the rows got dragged and, like more people died in the yeah. in the wake in the wake in the crash yeah Jesus carnage man complete and utter carnage
1: so there's a it's a slight difference and i feel like both of them are good because the show i think is a lot more it shows you omni man's lack of humanity a lot better it's it was all right it shows it a lot more upfront, where it's he's literally like mark i'm using you to kill these people i'm slamming you into them i'm punching you into their buildings you know to show you how little they are compared to you But his dialogue was still the comics dialogue. And in the comic dialogue, it made more sense. And I say this because in the comics, Omni-Man was just fighting him. He wasn't using him to, he wasn't intentionally killing humans. He was just fighting him. And the point he was making that was, Mark, we can't even have a fight here without accidentally killing people. That is how low they are. We are not even trying to hurt them. Just us throwing punches back and forth. The, the subway scene in the comics, basically, he punches Mark into the subway. Mark punches him into a wall. And while this is happening, trains are crashing and the entire subway thing like falls down. And there's a single panel where Mark looks at the destruction. And Mark flies out of the subway because he's like, oh, shit. You know, There's no words of him saying that, but he looks at the destruction and goes, I can't fight him here. And he flies out the tunnel. And then Omni-Man punches him into the city through the building. Mark doesn't get a chance to save it because the building just falls. It just, it falls. Everyone dies. He crashed into the street. Everyone dies. And in the comics, his dad was looking like, Mark, we can't even have a fight between father and son without killing thousands of people on this planet. That is how far below us they are. Whereas in the show, he was like, let me show you how far below us they are by using you as a weapon to beat the shit out of them and kill them. So both accomplish different points, but I think personally, I do prefer the comic better, even though the fucking TV show is gruesome and I love to see it. I I think I prefer the execution in the comic a a bit better. better. There's one major difference, one last major difference with the comic and the TV show. And that in the TV show afterwards, you know, after kicking his ass around the planet, you know, Omni man slams him into the wall And the very the meme that's blowing up on Twitter now where Invincible's beaten, bruised, (laughs) just looking like Yamcha after the Cybermen grabbed him, and Omni Man is going on a rant, basically, about what I was just saying. They're below us, think mark (laughs) think, you know, like you know that whole conversation, right? And the big difference is that in the TV show, they actually made him a bit more sympathetic than they did. In the comic books. Really? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. In the TV show, there's a nice little cute flashback of Mark playing baseball as a kid. And his mom, uh, Debbie, Deborah, having a conversation with Omni-Man, Nolan, who's actually pronounced Nolan. That's the uh, Viltrumite <laughs> pronunciation. I don't know if Nolan. they didn't get it. Uh, Nolan, yeah, he just adjusted it for the Earth tongue once he got here. They had a moment where she's kind of teaching him humanity, right? Yeah, exactly. And in the in the TV show, it's this heartwarming moment where Mark hits a home run, and you know he he gets. He gets excited for the sport of baseball for the first time and he's cheering his son on. And oh, look at that fond memory. Like, oh, that's nice. And he stops beating his son up, beating the shit out of his son for a second. And he's like, asked the question, well, what are you going to have after all? You know, that whole thing. And then he flies, he cries, and then he flies away. That didn't happen in the comic books. In the (laughs) comic books, he just beat the shit out of him. And he asked him the question of what are you going to have 500 years from now? And Mark simply lets out a very weak, I'd have you. And then he flies away. So there is no remorse up until that point. And he didn't cry. There is no remorse up until that point. He was just beating the shit out of him until that moment. That's when he decided to stop. But there is no flashback. There is no, oh, I love my son that was a, a big difference that they changed however in the show they also made him more savage because the pet line was not in the comic books yeah and in fact in oh, the comic savage. books he was even in the comic books he was more honest about his feelings towards debbie in that he was saying that i no matter how much i tried to distance myself from her i really did love her i'll have you like, like that uh, right the team yeah yeah there you go um this the, the cast is is amazing
0: uh so Around the end of twenty twenty, and around the end of last year, I just got into Community for the first time. Okay. Um. And so, uh, uh Jillian Jacobs, who plays Amber, um, um, Adam and Eve, uh, Adam, Adam and Eve, Adam Eve, Adam Eve. Sorry, Adam Eve. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jillian Jacobs. She's great. Her voice is so distinct. Um yeah. I couldn't help but think about uh, her character Britta from Community yeah. and how oh, you Britted it like you yeah, know, she
1: Brit-ed. was kind of bagel.
0: <laughs> she. <laughs> She was kind of the Megan from a guy of, of the group. Oh, yeah. Like everyone is yeah, exactly. dumped on her. Uh Zazzy Beats from um uh Atlanta, Deadpool iconic. 2. The mm-hmm. Deadpool 2, Domino. She's she she's great. Her voice is great. Um Seth Rogen as um Alan the Alien.
1: Yeah. Uh can you tell not, me more about him? Not the voice I had for Alan in my head. But anyone ever. Not the worst voice, I guess. It's just the thing about it is just like i I worry because Alan becomes a serious character later on, so I've never seen Seth Rogen serious, so part of me is like, how's he gonna handle that? you know um um, uh, um all right, again, drew another blank, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's okay, but yeah, that's what I mean where it's with spoilers, no spoilers, you know, Alan is not done we're gonna see more of alan in the future and the casting choice of seth i'm just like hmm okay well he's alan is a funny looking alien i get it so but you know he he is a serious character he's a core character to the plot later on so yeah i'm interested Um, to see how seth's performance is going to affect that in the future alan's also one of my favorite characters from the comic book i like alan a lot
0: I, know, man. He, I, I, like, I like the character design um, he looks like he could take on, on him man but he said he, he said he can't um,
1: Viltrumite okay yeah that's that's another thing Viltrumites are not a joke Viltrumites okay. are there's a reason why they're like they're literally the universe's Saiyans except there's yeah. no Frieza just more Saiyans in, in charge <laughs> yeah. Viltrumites literally are you send one to a planet and that planet is done yeah. that's that's it one person can stop an entire planet's military that is what a Viltramite is okay there's only um, one character in the show that has been introduced i won't say which one that could rival a Viltramite. only one
0: they already been introduced yep okay um did you watch real quick did you watch um any of the uh, uh star trek reboots no Okay. Well, um, uh, an uh, another actor who I'm a fan of, uh, Spock, uh, Zachary Quinto. He's the voice
1: of the robot. Okay. Um, the robot, um, that's his name, not right? Robot. Robot. Andy. He robot. goes from robot to Rudy, and then he um has another name change. That's spoilers, but. Okay. Um, he has his own agenda, doesn't he? I can't say. Okay. Um.
0: There's an episode where he pretends to give uh, Rex, voiced by uh, Jason Vanzukis, a very funny actor his, whose voice is super distinct. Like he, he he can't can't hide anywhere. You know his voice and his face wh- wherever he goes. Um. There's a, there's an episode where the robot pretends to give Rex a pat on the shoulder. He's like, "Ow!" He goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry, so sorry." But he he actually drew blood. Yeah. And he's in league with the two twins who, who can clone. And that's one thing I, I thought was a very funny bit. The fact the that these sort of clones kept arguing over who was the original.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was very funny. That was a great bit. Like a, a reoccurring joke. That was great. Like the joke hit every single time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Zachary Quinto plays the robot. And I feel like he has his own agenda because he turns to the robot, gives him the blood sample of, uh, of Rex. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I feel like Robot is cooking up his own version of the teen team or, the, or his own uh, Guardians of the
1: Globe. But again, yeah. you know, I don't. Um, yeah, exactly. I will say um, the sequence that these events happened completely different than the comic book. The stuff that I'm happened, that. the Mahler twins and Robot didn't happen until like issue 60. Wow. Yeah. So it's, they're really restructuring the show. And I think, and that's one of the things I like is that I think they're trying to address my issue with the comics, which was the pacing they dragged on okay. in a lot of parts. So I feel like they're doing a lot of things to speed things up because the robot plotline line did not progress this fast in the comic books at all. Um,
0: can you spoil one thing for me? Sure.
1: Do we see any more of the demon detective? He's not a major character at all. In fact, he had way more screen time in the TV show than he did in the comic books. So, damn it. I yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's fine. Um, so, yeah,
0: I love, I, I, again, Invincible. Um, I love it. I, lo- I like it a lot. Um, I love this new wave of more adult, more mature superheroes. You know, as we get yeah. older as nerds, you know, uh, so it, it feels like. You know the content is You know, it's not evolving. I feel like this stuff has always has always been around, but now it's just resurfacing because Hollywood, on a whole, is 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 realizing, holy shit, people just love superheroes. You know, it doesn't have to be Marvel, doesn't have to be DC. It's just superheroes. Like the masses love superheroes because superheroes are fucking cool. That's why. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> simple as.
0: That. Um, simple as that. Um. So yeah, thank you, Sam, for bringing this to me. I don't know when. We're getting season two, but it's definitely been greenlit already. Um, season, season two uh, and
1: three.
0: Season two and three. That's right. Follow the black stubs, you'll know that. Um, uh, yeah. Season two and three. It's it's a it's a great story. I cannot wait for more of a uh, Mark, and as he continues, um, maybe someday he can actually take his father. You know, uh, maybe even beat him in a question. fight.
1: And I won't say anything.
0: Oh, <laughs> 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 um. I'm just looking at the cast man. Oh, um, Herschel Ali, Grey DeLisle, I love Grey DeLisle, she's one of the, my favorite uh, voice actors. Um,
1: mm.
0: uh, Icky Vicky, uh, Azula, you know, uh, oh, okay. um, Mandy from Billy and Mandy. Yeah, Grey DeLisle is the De shit. Okay. Right.
1: Wow, wow, wow.
0: Yeah, lo- love Grey DeLisle. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, um, uh, the voice of the twins, his
1: voice is distinct, you hear his voice in every every cartoon. Yep. Um
0: and yeah, J.K. Simmons,
1: phenomenal K. actor, man. Doing an amazing job is Omni Man. He's fucking nailing it. He, that's exactly yeah. what Nulan should sound like. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Absolutely. funny
0: because in this cast is who I think could play a the perfect live action uh, Omni Man if they ever decided to go that route. Um John Hamm is in the cast and he
1: looks a lot like no Nolan. Who is he uh, uh John ham no like who is he who's he in the show uh I don't know but he's in the cast he's in the cast but um when
0: let's
1: see here he, i of find that kind of find that someone just said uh oh this guy he's the guy yeah. from uh, American horror story okay I don't I, watch but I think okay. I don't know they all look the same to me